what does it look like to live a life beyond your limits? Hi, I'm Dr. CJ, a coffee-obsessed psychologist, coach, and your personal virtual mentor. Too many of us are holding ourselves back, placing limits on what's possible, and believing the false stories in our head that say we can't accomplish a goal or a dream. Together, we will rewrite the stories holding us back, tackle barriers and limits, and build an incredible foundation for going after our goals and dreams. I'm here to support you, to challenge you, and to coach you through and beyond your limits. And a quick caveat, while I am a psychologist, this show is not therapy or a substitute for mental health treatment. Please connect with a licensed mental health provider for those needs. All right, are you ready to live a life beyond your limits? Let's get after it. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Your Limits. I'm your host, Dr. CJ, and we're here with our second installment of our coaching, our book writing coaching episode. Is that right? Book writing coaching episode. Yeah. Um, With Megan, we have done another month of writing and we are chatting about that whole process. And this, this episode was really good because we both had some bumps in the road, shall we say, in February. And so we really talk about what it's like when life throws you a curveball and you've got this process and you've got this goal and how it can impact in really positive ways the writing process. So we get into that and we talk a lot about this initial phase of writing as the discovery process and discovery not only about the content, but discovery as a writer. And so I'm really excited. Um, You might be able to tell I'm a little bit stuffy. I'm getting over a cold. I think I only coughed once in this episode towards the very end. So please bear with us um, through that, but on the mend, feeling better. Um, So yeah, this was just a really exciting episode. I'm really pumped to continue um, writing the book and all that good stuff. And so if you're new here, or if you haven't done so yet, there's a link in the show notes to sign up to get all of the details about the book and the book launch process and all that good stuff as it rolls out. So just so you know, when you fill it out, you're not going to get any um, anything to your inbox just yet. I'm just getting that preliminary list of folks who want to stay in the know. And as we get a little bit closer, there'll be more goods coming your way. All right. So that's enough for me because you're going to get a lot in this episode. Um, enjoy and can't wait to hear what you think. Okay, here we are back at it. I'm a little stuffy. <laughs> a little stuffy. So sorry if I cough or sniffle or anything like that during this. (laughs) (laughs) We're all good. We are all good. So let's, let's just dive straight in. Let's go, go for an update. Where, where are you at with the, with the manuscript? Cause we get to call it a manuscript because you're writing a fucking book. Oh my gosh. It is. It is for real. Um, (laughs) okay. So it's been about four weeks. I wrote twice in those four weeks and we'll get into a little bit more of what, um, like life got in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it, it might've been after like a week or so after our last recording that I was recognizing that I needed to put like a different flow to the book. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I realized that I, I get really annoyed when I read books that tell you that they're going to teach you something, but then they <laughs> spend all of this time 
like building it up and then you don't pay any attention to what the buildup is. So I decided that I'm going to adjust it and say, here's the method, boom, and then Mm -hmm. we'll dig deeper in. So there's Mm -hmm. truly a framework to understanding um, everything that we're going to get into. So mm-hmm. that was a big part of what I worked on um, in this last month is, you know, shifting all of that around. And then I was mm-hmm. going to, I need to go buy some more printer ink <laughs> because I'm very <laughs> much a, I need to see it yeah. and touch it when I'm in the um, revising process, the scrolling mm-hmm. up and down just makes my head spin. Um, mm-hmm. And so I know that there are parts where I just, I copied and pasted it and the flow isn't, like I will have referenced something that is actually now coming later versus, you know, so a lot Mm -hmm. of, um, just adjusting a little bit there, um, is what I need to, what I need to do. But yeah. 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 I, I love that. So reorganizing is something that definitely happens and you can do it at any point of the writing process, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the way that your process works specifically is you're the, you're the person who blobs it out there and we're yes. like, we're just going to get it out there. Yep. We're going to, and I was just talking to my students about this, where it's like, you know, come on guys, we're throwing spaghetti at the wall. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you've never thrown a piece of spaghetti at the wall and watch it either bounce off or stick. Like, come yep. on, that's yep. the best thing ever. But no, truly like the drafting process is that way because like, you know, you just blob it out there. Yep. And then after you create, you know, um, a sizable amount of, of content, you just kind of like look at it and you're like, okay what do I have? Like, and you just kind of like figure it out. You kind of like sort through the, I don't want to call it a mess, but you just kind of sort through the mess. You just kind of sort through what you've got. And then, you know, you can figure out like what's what, you know, Mm -hmm. you can see patterns, you can see um, just a bunch of different things that are there that you can then start to sort and like reorganize. And, and so I just, I just love that. It's a, it's a very trust the process kind of a process, but it's so organic too. Absolutely. And, and I just, I just, I just love that. Yeah. And that has been so freeing for me. Um, mm-hmm. cause I might've mentioned this the last time, uh, cause I feel like we've had so many conversations and I don't know what we've said that's recorded or not. <laughs> um, and now I don't even remember what I was going to say. Da, 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 da. Oh no. Oh, I've, I was like afraid to write this book because mm. I was like, it's really basic you have 10 mm-hmm. fucks to give and things <laughs> use your fucks or they take, you know, you recharge yeah. it. Like, yeah, what yeah. am I going to write about? And so then just this invitation to put things down has, has mm-hmm. opened up. Right. And, and it is so cliche to say, trust the process, but like we say that in therapy all the time and yada, sure. yada, yada. And it, it it's, what's been cool is because I don't have that, like the, self-imposed limits right now I'm Mm -hmm. just writing like you said like throwing spaghetti at the wall I'm just having fun I'm writing pretending like I'm having a conversation and so one that's easier because like I know how to use my own words they're just coming out of Mm -hmm. my fingers instead of my mouth um but the other thing that's been really cool is I've been finding myself saying like different phrases and Mm -hmm. and framing it up as like this is a zero fucks life, right? And rather than the zero fucks given method. And so this whole new like mm-hmm. way to frame this concept in uh, an even more approachable way has just come out. And so the name of the mm-hmm. book has changed and, yep. you know, like that's, well, it didn't really have a name before. Well, it kind of did, but now it has like an even more exciting one. And 
um, yeah, like you said, organic, all of these things are these offshoots and excitements mm-hmm. are, are coming. It's yeah. so cool. I love that way back in grad school when I first started, um, teaching. So this was like 2012. Um, one of the, the things that I learned from my, you know, um, I don't even know what to call her. She was the professor who taught the teaching English class mm-hmm. and what she called first draft. So like Anne Lamott calls it like a shitty first draft, you yeah. know, what, like whatever, right. There's that, there's so many different names for it. So, but my, my teach, my, my professor called the first draft, right. She called it the discovery draft, Ooh. which yeah. Right. Because writing is discovery. I cannot yeah. tell you the amount of times I have sat down to write a paper or to write anything. And I had it all planned out. I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to argue. This is the structure. Just had all the things like, it was like locked in, locked in and ready to go. Right. And I sat down and that's not how it came it's out. Like a hard left turn. Right? Yes, seriously. <laughs> yeah. And that is so real. Like I cannot impress upon, you know, anyone like how important that is because, and that's the kind of writer, and we have two totally different processes here. Like you and I do, you're like yeah. the, the blob it out, even though I tell my students to blob it out. Like I sometimes <laughs> don't follow my own advice, but, um, but no, like I, I am very much that person that I've got my structure. I've got every, like all my ducks in a row. Yeah. And then I sit down and sometimes it goes exactly according to plan, but sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so that's the beauty of, of writing. That's the beauty of blobbing it out there, regardless of if you know what you're doing or not, because writing is discovery. Like writing mm-hmm. is a process. Writing is discovery yeah. and you don't know what's going to come out. And that's why it's so magical (laughs) and why I love the drafting phrase the most or phrase the drafting phase the most because it's just it's so open to to possibility and just different things that you just don't know what's there until you actually sit down and do it yeah and I'm I'm loving this idea of like the discovery Mm -hmm. draft right because it's it's discovery around the content but I think there's also discovery of who we are as yes. the person who's writing, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. discovering all of the my voice, the mm-hmm. things that I'm drawn to, um, you know, how mm-hmm. I want to structure, how I teach, right? All of those things are coming out in this, which yeah. makes it even more exciting because it's taken away the expectations of Dr. Jehu writing this, right? It's like, we're blobbing it out, we're discovering. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is who... I am as a writer and who I'm becoming as a writer. So yeah, it's really just like breaking down all of those, like, I don't necessarily want to call them like harmful frameworks, Mm -hmm. but they, they are kind of harmful in a way, right. Of how Mm -hmm. academia has shaped us to be like, this is how you're supposed to write as a psychologist. (laughs) And if you don't do it, then you're not a real psychologist. Like, well, motherfucker, I went through school. I'm pretty sure I'm a real psychologist. I'm just (laughs) not doing like your stuffy way. And it's, Mm-hmm. because we're again like I keep reminding myself that I'm not writing for other psychologists right like nope. that's a different type of writing that's academic mm-hmm. research right I'm writing for people who want to create a shift in their life that are yes. not psychologists yes absolutely right absolutely and and I think through through writing to discover you know like your your own voice all the things like you are also 
through blobbing it out there, we're just going to call it the blob method, just like yeah. <laughs> blobbing it out there, you know, you are discovering who you're for and who you're not for, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. you know, you and I read tons of personal development books, tons of nonfiction books, and there's just some books you're more drawn to than others. I mean, there are mm-hmm. some people you're for, some people you're not for. Um, you know, some books are for you, some books are not, and it all comes down to style and voice yeah. and audience and purpose, you know, and, yep. and again, I think, you know, through, through blobbing it out there, like, you know, you're discovering who you're for and who you're not for, you know, mm-hmm. as you, as you write it. And I think that's really, really cool. Cause sometimes like, again, if you, if you write more of the way that like I do, where you're like, we got to get all our ducks in a row and like all the things <laughs> I'm like, this is my audience. This is my purpose. You know, um, you can also do it like the, yeah, the way that you do it and you just, you write your way into an audience and a purpose, which is so cool because all, all books need that sense of audience or purpose. Cause if you're, it's that cliche phrase where it's like you, you know, if you try to write for everybody, you're going to be for nobody, (laughs) you know? So that's super, uh, super important. But I just, I just love this. I just love the organic trust, the process that is like unfolding for you because Mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful and it's just so, so magical. And I just think, you know, it's, it's an awesome way to write a book, especially for someone who has that background of, of writing judgment and like, honestly, like writing Mm -hmm. trauma and like a, just so, so much strictness and stuff that just stifled your, your ability to, to write or to think or to imagine, you know, I just think it's so cool to adopt that kind of a process. That's so much less structured Mm -hmm. to just to, to, to bring this awesome book that needs to be in the world into the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it just makes me think like the academic writing background that I have, the way we learned to write in school was super helpful to allow me to be successful in an academic setting, but it didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily promote just exploration of thought, right? We had these Mm -hmm. different in our county, it was like, you had a type one, type two, type three, type four, type five. And mm-hmm. each of them, like the type five was your big like research paper. And all of them had criteria and the criteria had points that went with them. And so mm-hmm. it really was like, again, this structure that told you what to put in there, but didn't mm-hmm. invite you to explore. And we got to a part where we were, I think the type one was like the the reflection paper, the brainstorming, like if Mm -hmm. we had done more of that to help build up the ideas and like Mm -hmm. discover, right? Like, what are you curious about? This is making me think, you know, what I told you when we started this was I just want to write an essay a month just to sort of see what's there. Right. And so if like people who are thinking about writing a book, like jumping into this discovery phase. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like if I had had that, I mean, who knows what I would have done two years ago. <laughs> Life was different, but I think that yeah. is like unintentionally knowing that I was inviting myself into the discovery phase. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just so cool. I mean, it, it really is, it is like, go have fun, right? Go have fun with a pen and paper. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even, even my dad, he's got a whole entire folder full of just like these random ass essays and things that he's really? written. Like he could make a total, um, 
podcast or even like a collection of essays out of these like random things that he wrote. He did it years yeah. and, you know, decades ago wow. when we were getting up for 4.30 a.m. commitment practice <laughs> in the summer for swimming. And he, yeah. you know, my mom would drive us in. He would just sit at his, at the computer that we had, the giant, you know, probably 1998 Windows, whatever, giant ass computer. Right. And he would he would write these essays and there's a folder of them in wow. my in my childhood bedroom, you know, because you just you That's never so cool. you just never know. You know, and yeah. I just think people get caught up in in the in the perfection or like in the structure or like just not even identifying as as a writer that just prevents them from, you know, from doing things. And it's like, yeah. no, there's so much magic in in creating and and capturing ideas, you know, because yeah. you just never you just never know. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too. I'm just thinking about like all of the celebrities, right, are are mm-hmm. putting out books. Yes. And they're not like they weren't trained authors, but yeah. I think there's like this different as you were saying that there's almost like the the societal creation of what it means to be a writer, right? Like you've got mm-hmm. all of these people we're already making millions of dollars and they're putting a book out there and they're going to make a whole bunch more dollars and they're making mm-hmm. the New York Times bestseller, this, that, mm-hmm. or the other. And excuse me, then you've got people who have been trained in this who can put out a great masterpiece, mm-hmm. but because they don't have this ginormous following, there's yep. like a, a different, I don't know, like a different value placed on it mm-hmm. almost, which which seems so so odd to me. Yeah. And I think that's what stops a lot of, a lot of people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and if you want to go the, the big, the big publishing route when it comes to nonfiction. So like, cause, cause again, we're not talking about fiction. There's a whole different trajectory and path when it comes to writing fiction, um, to get it to be published or whatever. But like with nonfiction, if you want to publish it traditionally, like with the penguin or like a random house or like a whatever, um, you know, you, you don't write the book first. You have to sell the book idea. And even if it's a fantastic idea, sometimes it gets turned down because you don't have the quote unquote audience for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be a brilliant book, but if you don't have a hundred million followers, you might get turned down because (laughs) you know, you don't don't, need to sell a certain, yeah, you're not exactly because they, they put so much pressure on nonfiction to be able to, to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you know, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so there's, so there's that. So yeah. I don't even know how we got here, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, yeah. So it's just, yeah. Write down your ideas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And collecting them. Right. I mean, and that's the thing you've always told me is just collect ideas, collect ideas, yes. collect ideas. And I even, I might've said this last time, but in my journaling, I, for a long time, I would not go back and read my journals because mm-hmm. honestly, it was painful. Sure, and then of recently in the last two years, my journaling has shifted and still some painful stuff, but also some of sure. the like the idea generation. And I and I brought it all into one place. And so I started going mm-hmm. back and reading things and highlighting pieces that really stood out or putting marking that page so that I could mm-hmm. come back to it and really using it as a process space, but also as that discovery idea mm-hmm. generating space, which has been, which I think has helped part of this process and and freeing me mm-hmm. up to 
look at my writing differently and just the writing experience in, again, that organic discovery type way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people too put pressure on themselves to get the book out now. You know, I've recorded prior Writer's Corner episodes about this where it's like, oh, you know, because that's a, a, a huge question I get asked a lot where it's like, well, how long did it take you? Right. You know, and I don't blame right. people for asking that. I totally don't yeah. blame people for asking that. Like, you know, I had even thought with the the book that I'm writing now, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'll take like three months to write. It's not going to be long. And, you know, there, there's just this pressure mm. to like get it out now, get it out fast, you know, and yeah. it's just like that can stifle creativity that can cut you off from the magic of organic creation. And honestly, I truly believe now more than ever that it just, it takes as long as it's going to take, you know, because you don't want to create something that's going to drain you, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to create something or like not, not create something that's going to drain you, but like the, you don't want to engage in a process that's going to drain you, you know, I mean, and, and putting stress and deadlines and all of that onto it, like that can have the opposite effect. You could end up writing a book. Yeah. You're an author faster, mm-hmm. but at what cost? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And are and you I a one hit you, wonder? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And it's like, you know, and I know we, we joked last time about how like, we're not going to be here three years later still doing this, you know, <laughs> but, we and we pro- but we might be, you know, but so no, I just, with a I, different book. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But, but no, like in, in all seriousness, like I, I do think that, yeah, like that external pressure and mm-hmm. all that stuff can really stifle that discovery phase. And I just think it's so awesome that you are just happy to lounge in that area because that's an an area of phase that lots of people try to skip through with her. Like, Oh, I have my idea. Like, let's go, go, go. It's like, no, just lounge there. Cause that's the, that's just a beautiful place to be in. And I just think it's so cool that, you know, you spent so much time there and just honoring the the process and the creation and just kind and just not forcing it yeah I think it's so cool absolutely well and thinking about that external pressure you know the more I'm telling people hey I'm writing a book they're like when's it coming out and I'm like I don't know I started writing it like eight weeks ago you know yeah really like seven weeks ago and I in my head I'm like oh my gosh well people are excited about it now like they're gonna want to buy it And like, but what if it takes so long? And then I Mm -hmm. sat back and thought about when I have, you know, people that I'm watching in my life who are writing a book and they say, hey, it's coming out next year. I don't care. I'm going to fucking pre-order it. You know, it's like, and then I get excited. So I had to remind myself of how I am as a consumer and that Mm -hmm. I don't forget about the people and the books that I like truly want to read, mm-hmm. it will come back, right? And as long as the pre-order's there, it's going to show up on your <laughs> doorstep the day that it launches. And you're like, whoa, happy surprise, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, exactly. like putting myself back into the seat too of the consumer of like, I'm just excited when people put things out in the world that they're excited about. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to share that excitement with them no matter how long it takes. And so... Mm-hmm. That's another part of this dance that I've really been been working on with myself and and releasing some of that pressure and sitting in the excitement with yeah. myself and with other people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, and people just yeah, people just want to support you. They're they're excited. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love it. I yeah. love it so much. <laughs> um, so let's sort of switch gears here. And I don't want to say 
We're not going to say the word derail because that's mm-hmm. a, that's like pessimistic. <laughs> We're going to say, you know, life happens, right? Yep. Life has happened to both of us recently. <laughs> yep. So yep. how has how has life happening affected writing in this month for you? Yeah. So, you know, we have our weekly accountability calls and mm-hmm. two weeks ago, you had life happen and I was mm-hmm. like, no problem. I'm just, I'm going to still... I'm going to still write. I can just Mm -hmm. do it, you know, later in the evening. Well, I didn't end up doing (laughs) it because I was like not prepared for this conference that I was getting ready to go to and Mm -hmm. had to pack and get the house ready and like all of these things. And so I didn't end up writing. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. Because we have next week on the calendar. Well, Mm -hmm. next week rolled around and I was like, Hey, I'm leaving super early in the morning. So I'm probably going to be tired. Can we shift to the next day? And you were like, yeah, no problem. And then I was like, oh, by the way, I got really sick. So um, I'm not (laughs) going to be able to write. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about it this morning. And I think in the past, I would have let those two weeks of not writing maybe become the norm almost Mm -hmm. and would almost give me an excuse to continue to not write. But because Mm -hmm. we had already set all of these times on the calendar and, you know, we know that life is going to happen and we're not always Mm going to be able to have it perfectly shown up every week. Mm -hmm. But I know, okay, even if I got out of rhythm, we're going to get right back on rhythm. Mm -hmm. You know, just because we didn't get on and do accountability calls the last two weeks doesn't mean that we had to cancel this call, right? It was like, right, this we're still going to get in it because it's part of the process. It is. And I just keep thinking about the accountability element of this. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm one of those people who um, didn't recognize how accountability showed up in my life when Mm -hmm. I was younger, because I always thought that I was internally motivated or internally driven. But when I looked at it with soccer, we had scheduled practices. And if Mm -hmm. I didn't show up to the scheduled practices or to the scheduled games, it had an impact on my team. With karate, we made Mm -hmm. a commitment to go X number of times a week. And based off of our belt level, there were certain classes that we could go to and certain ones we couldn't. And Mm -hmm. so it was the accountability for me was built into the structure. It wasn't necessarily that. I mean, yes, I was doing it with other people because I had teammates and my brother was in karate too, but it wasn't, it, it had, it was like structural accountability that I hadn't identified as accountability. And so this has provided me like, yes, I had to ask for it rather than it being part (laughs) of something that I like signed up for, you know, Mm -hmm. for class or um, Mm -hmm. sport or whatnot. And so I knew, okay, we got off rhythm. It's a bye week, right? Putting it in that sports metaphor. We just had a bye week, right? Yes. (laughs) We we canceled due to weather, you know? Yeah, Um, seriously. Yeah. But, but we're back and it's not that, um, you know, we were talking before we started recording about like these hummings that that are always in the background. I think the book mm-hmm. has always been, it has been humming in the background. And even mm-hmm. though I wasn't writing, I was at a conference and I was telling people about the book and they were mm-hmm. asking me about the book and stay keeping it front of mind and not 
hiding from it or being yes. shy about saying, I'm writing a book. It's like, no, motherfuckers, <laughs> did you know I'm writing a book? Like, this is really cool because I'm I'm finally at a place where I'm so excited about it and I'm happy yeah. that I'm finally doing this thing that I always wanted to do, but never knew how it was going to be possible. And then mm-hmm. here we are doing it. So it, it's holding both, right? Yes. Like, knowing that the challenges are going to come while also mm-hmm. holding the excitement and not letting it become an all or nothing. Oh, I suck. I failed, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right? No, it's yes. like life happened. You pivoted. You have the the rhythm and you're getting back to it because the time is mm-hmm. on the calendar. Yes. Yes. I love this so much. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like also what we're talking about too is consistency, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I used to be of the belief that consistency meant showing up every single day for the practice to write, to do whatever. In the same way, at the same time. Yes. In the same way, at the same time, you just show up no matter what, right? You show up no matter what, because you are consistent, you are committed, X, Y, Z, whatever. And I feel like that is now an outdated, maybe it's always been outdated. Maybe it's always been toxic, but like, it's this like outdated problematic way to, to show up, right? Like that. I Yes. And when something is that rigid, it should kind of raise a couple of red flags, right? Because you're kind of like, Ooh, like, you know, it gives that all or nothing. Yes. It does have that all or nothing, right. Which can set you up to feel like a failure, right. Where I was not, you know, I was not feeling well. Right. And then like, you weren't feeling well and like life got in the way. And it would be, if you were in that mentality of like, you know, this is all or nothing or, Oh, I failed or I broke my perfect streak. Mm. Like all those things where it's like, no, that just sets you up to just feel like a piece of crap. Right. Absolutely. And I, I've been seeing this a lot on social media lately and it's so hard to like describe. I wish I could just like show, like show a picture of it, but like it's, it's these little graphics that say what we think consistency is. And it's these Mm. little circles that are always filled in with whatever color it is. Right. Uh And then it's like what we think consistency is. And then on the second line, it shows a bunch of like circles as well. Some of them are filled in all the way. Some of them are not filled in. Some of them are filled halfway. Some are a quarter, Mm. some are three quarters. Like that is actually consistency, yeah. right? Where you show up like, you know, with the with the energy that you have, you allow for life to happen. It doesn't mean yep. that you failed or you've broken your streak. Like you are allow, you are, what are we doing? We are like allowing ourselves to proceed with the energy that we do have for the task at hand, Absolutely. you know, which is exactly what we did this month, right? Uh-huh. Because yep. we had life, happen. (laughs) And I just, I think with, with writing specifically, I mean, I think this applies to so much more than writing, but with writing specifically, when you force yourself to show up and you force yourself to push through, that's when frustration and doubt and just not good things show up and can ruin the flow and it ruins the, the, the process. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And then you like, we're just not putting something good out into the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Seriously. Seriously. And you can, and you, tell, you can tell that when you read yeah. things, right? Of like, yeah. oh, this person, like, it's dry, you know, there's no yeah. personality in it. Yeah. Or it's just like, and and you should you should enjoy the process. And again, some writing days are as easy as breathing. Some other days are just, you know, you have to fight for every single word, but you just, you know, kind of honor where you're at 
And if you are just like not feeling it or something like that, that resistance, you know, means something, but it could all, you know, it could mean many things, right? It could just yeah. mean like you need a break, Absolutely. right? It could mean Absolutely. you need a break. It could mean you need some time and distance because, you know, that's something else we were kind of talking about, right? Where, um, and I'll let you talk about this, but you had mentioned not feeling as connected to the manuscript, right? Because mm-hmm. of like the two weeks um, that we took off, right? And so yeah. that could happen, but also, you know, taking breaks from things is also necessary. It allows those creative, um, you know, juices to to build back up and to be excited to return to it as well. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's not like an either or, like both can happen, you know? Right. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, some of what I was thinking on this idea of resistance is like riding the resistance, right? So Mm -hmm. sitting down and I think you even did this one day when we got on to write where you weren't quite connected to it. And so, so you just did some like open journaling and then Mm -hmm. it freed up, it kind of like gets the funk out of your brain and (laughs) you know, it does. it's, It's, it's a bit of a warm up, right? So loosening mm-hmm. up your joints, like, and getting yes. yourself ready. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and like, I was at a conference, and when I go to conferences, I get into what I call the conference vortex, and it's like the rest <laughs> of the world doesn't exist because it's so immersed in this experience. And mm-hmm. while I wasn't putting pen to paper or anything, I I was talking about the book and I was sharing about it, and what's funny. <laughs> because I was there with a bunch of professionals and we all have very um, demanding jobs and very full Mm -hmm. jobs. They were like, how do you, how do you find the time to do this? And I was like, funny, you should ask because that is precisely the answer that this book is go or the question that this book is going to answer. And so, you know, it just really made me recognize how much I have to share, right. And how much I have to teach and, and just excited to keep going with this book because mm-hmm. I know I'm watching people all around me mm-hmm. burn out and get frustrated and yeah. end up in these these places where they're like, I wish I could have done this or some of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And this really is a is a very simple and straightforward tool that mm-hmm. can help a lot of people. And I think that's also what's what's helping me keep going when I get Mm -hmm. stuck is that this has the ability to, to serve so many people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm excited to get that out there. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And, and it's true. Like you hear, you know, you hear this idea on a ton of personal development podcasts, right. And in personal development books where it's like, you've got to tie the thing you're doing to something so much greater than yourself. And I agree when it comes to writing specifically, you know, you have knowledge, you have things to say that it, that will make a difference for, for other people, you know, and it is in those moments where you're like, Oh, like questioning, like, can I do this? You know, should I do this? Like Mm -hmm. what, what is even happening that you can just you know, latch on to the people that are waiting for, for your book, because there have been so many books I've read in my life where I was like, it just, it's this almost like 
spiritual like experience almost. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how else to describe it where you just yeah. feel so seen and heard. And it's like the only two people existing in the world is you and that author that right. is just jumping <laughs> off the page. Yep. You feel like they're talking exactly to you and you're like, oh my God, like, yes, this is like, this is what I need, you yeah. know? Yeah. And to, you know, and I've, I've had people tell me that about my book before, and it just, it just makes you feel so stinking good. And then it makes you think about those moments where you are stuck or you have kind of, you know, um, not been able to show up a lot recently for whatever reason. And you just, you think like, man, I am so glad I pushed through, like not pushed through. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, I kept going, I kept persisting to, to finish this book in a healthy way so that it could impact that person, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so, it can be so helpful to to think about those people that are going to read it because it is going to make a difference, you know? Yeah. yeah. Ah, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. It is exciting. It is and so I think exciting. It's, it's become that, that piece of, it's not about me. It's about mm-hmm. the service. And I think that's, yeah. that's part of, you know, some of the healing that I've been doing um, just with, with my personal life is Mm-hmm. getting back to like the core of who I am is a focus on service. And this mm-hmm. is, yes, it will have my name on it. Yes. It's my idea, mm-hmm. but it's not about me. It's about yeah. the ripple effect of the change that can happen mm-hmm. in this world. When people have this, this very simple tool that has like so many psychological sneak attacks to it <laughs> <laughs> that you don't even realize like the ways that it, it will help shape and frame and guide mm-hmm. yeah. like, the basic elements of how we live our day to day. That phrase, psychological sneak attack, absolutely needs to be in the manuscript. <laughs> like I just love that so much. And I just, I just feel like that's so you though, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't like, you know, because I've read a couple of other books like by psychologists, you know, and like no offense, but like they are kind of dry, like we've talked yeah. about before. <laughs> and like, hell yeah, sign me up for a for a book by a psychologist that says psychological sneak attack. I just love, I love that so much. That's so awesome. Oh, this process of just seeing you come into your own and just like your voice with this is just so cool. And I just, I love too, that you're not hiding from writing it because that's something that happens a lot with people. And I don't want to say there's a right or wrong when it comes to sharing with people what it is that you're doing, but I seriously think that it's so cool to bring people along for the process and to not like hide from it. Yeah. Because, you know, then you can't get, you can't get people to buy in. You can't get people excited about it, you know? And then like the other people's excitement can keep you going when you're not feeling it, Right. you know? So I just love that you're at this, at this conference. You're like, yeah, I'm writing a book. Like I just picture you just like walking down the hallway. Like, yeah, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. Like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's just a little so button great. to ask me about my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I just love that so, so, so much. That's so amazing. Thanks. Yeah. It's, oh, it's cool. It's cool. And to feel like, you know, I think one of the things that happens for women often, and this is like the way that society has screwed us over, right? Is mm-hmm. this idea that if a woman is out and proud about what they're doing and sharing it widely, then we're bragging or we're being like boastful in some way. But if a man Mm -hmm. does it, it's just like, 
oh, he's marketing himself, right? Like, yeah. And it, and and so I've been recognizing how much those messages have been guiding a lot of my life in a way that they didn't used to. And again, has to do with all the healing and the other things that are happening. Mm-hmm. But to to say the things and just be like, yeah, boom, this is what I'm doing and not looking mm-hmm. for validation from other psychologists, right? Or looking mm-hmm. for other people to be excited, which then gives me permission to be more excited. It's like, mm-hmm. no, internally, I am pumped about this. And internally, I know that this is going to make a difference. And therefore, mm-hmm. in order for it to make a difference, I need to fucking tell people that it's coming, right? <laughs> so that they can yes. get excited, you know, yes. and then have that ripple effect. And so that has been another really cool part of of owning, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. I am writing a book. And it's not like I'm writing a book, look at me, I'm awesome, I'm going to be published. Like it is mm-hmm. sort of in the in the academic space, right? There's, yeah. I think there's a little bit of like a, a climbing the ladder type feel in the academic space. Yep. Like, oh, how many pubs do you have? Bro, I have yeah. one pub on my CV and I'm like the 900th author. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm not yeah. an academic, you know? And so, yeah. but in this, it's like, no, I'm just, I'm sharing this because I'm so excited. It's not about me climbing or doing any of the things, right? It's, again, yeah. it's a broken record. It's about service. Yeah, it is about service. I just, I just love that. And it's going to make so just such a big difference, such a big difference for people. Ah, that's so exciting. (laughs) So to kind of wrap us up here, is there anything else that you want to share about this month for, for people? I was journaling this morning and I feel like February is just sort of that month that like Oh, I wish I had it in front of me because I had this word <laughs> for it, but uh-huh. it's just like this, this random month, right? Like January yeah. can tend to feel so long and then February yes. is gone in the blink of yes, an eye. It is. And so, <laughs> excuse me, I made it this long without coughing. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say like it's a throwaway month, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really embracing whatever this process is going to be. And like we've Mm -hmm. talked about not labeling it as a failure or putting any type of label on it at all. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to say like, okay, here's what came up. Here's what happened. What did we Mm -hmm. learn from it? What did we gain Mm -hmm. from it? We didn't actually lose anything Mm -hmm. because I'm not allowing that, that label or that idea to come in. And it's, I'm I'm really resonating with what you said of yeah having a step away. I think it's going to be nice to have had that break so that I can go look at the content mm-hmm. with some fresh eyes and yes. really be able to say like okay cool this is this is where we're at this is where we're going. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. seeing how these pieces can come together and just mm-hmm. having had different conversations. I'm even thinking about the opening phrase of the book might change based off of, you know, the conversations that I'm having now versus the conversations Mm -hmm. that I had before. That's Mm -hmm. still going to be in there, but I don't necessarily know if that approach is what's going to resonate to this reader, you know? So I might even be mixing it up a little bit. 
Yeah, for sure. And I just, I love that. Um, oh my God. I have like a million things like to say <laughs> in response, but no. So, and if I forget, remind me. So I want to talk about that idea of fresh eyes, but also being adaptable okay. with what it is that you're writing. So remind me, yeah. cause I'm going to like, I'm like so excited fresh right now. So cool. <laughs> yes. Fresh eyes and adaptable. Okay. Let's go. No, I just, I love that. So I think one of the most important things and things that I see with so many different writers is that they get so attached to what it is they're writing, like mm. basically just everything, like yeah. with how they've structured the sentence, the word choice, the like the whole thing, the structure, everything. They just, they get so attached to what they put on the paper because writing is so personal. Yeah, it is so personal. Sure. Like I have never heard anybody in science get offended when their equation is wrong. Like, you know, <laughs> like where it's like, because oh, the, the, the goal is equation. to like test a hypothesis and it's yes, not like, right? if the and hypothesis isn't true, it's not a reflection of you. It's yes, like, exactly. The and molecule if I'm wrong, didn't work. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, science people, I greatly apologize. Yeah. But like, but seriously though, like I have heard from so many students and even like myself included where it's like, when someone says like, ooh, like you missed the mark, this is not it. Like it hurts. Mm, it can yeah. hurt, right? Because yeah. you, it, it takes so much effort. It takes so much energy. I mean, and, and depending on the project, you put so much of your heart and soul into the thing. And then you have someone, whether it's a professor, whether it's an editor, whether it's a friend say like, like, eh, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it can hurt. Right. Absolutely. And I just, I think it's so cool that you have that open mind, you know, that growth mindset to say, yeah, I wrote it this way. I'm proud of what I wrote. Like, this is awesome, but it can change. I am willing yeah. for it to change to be the best version of this possible so that it makes the impact I want to make. Yes. That is one of the, the best mindsets. Like that is like, a successful writer mindset because mm. you can't get overly seriously though <laughs> you cannot get overly attached to what you write because it should shift and change yeah right it should like yeah. if if everything looked exactly the same and you made zero changes i would be like Chris, you know cj i gotta i gotta call you on your bullshit right, right now because right shouldn't the way it comes out in a first draft shouldn't be what it looks like in the final draft you're always yeah. constantly improving it not to reach perfection but to make it just the best that it can be to make the impact you want it to make and i will shout that from the rooftops for forever because it's just oh that is just so 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 important yeah um i don't know if you have any thoughts about that before i talk about the no other keep thing going this is good about. this okay. is good <laughs> And then with the with the fresh eyes idea, like, oh my gosh, back when I was in my master's program and I even had done this um, before in undergrad where I would write a paper, you know, and I would be like, okay, I got to get up like the next morning, like early the next morning and look at it with fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. Because when you are so close to a piece of writing, you end up being like, you know, like you're standing right next to a wall, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you're, you're like right up against a wall and you can't see, right? Yeah. All you can see is just like that wall, two inches from your face. You yep. need to take a couple of steps back to take in the whole building, right? Yes. And the only yes. way you're going to get to take in the whole building is if you take a freaking break and you take those 20 steps back, give right. yourself some room to breathe, give yourself some room to just like that, that time and that distance and that space can be some of the most important 
parts of the writing process, especially when you've created a lot of stuff or yeah. you've like finished a first draft, or you finished a chapter and then you're like, okay, I'm going to start making it better. It's like, no, no, just let it sit, let it right. marinate, right? right? Like give yourself that time and that distance. And now we're mixing metaphors, right? We got buildings, we got <laughs> marinade, like we're just, you know, whatever. We're but throwing like, spaghetti at the wall. In the- spaghetti <laughs> at the wall. Like it's a whole thing. But like, but seriously though, like fresh eyes is so important. Like you yeah. need fresh eyes on writing because you get so close to it. You have no idea what to fix. And you just get to that point where you're like, okay, I just need to let it sit for a second. Mm-hmm. And then you come back to it and like your brain will just, I mean, it could be overwhelming for a second, but your brain is like, oh, this, that, oh no, no, I need to explain this thing. I need to do that other thing. Because when you're, when you dig into a piece of writing for so long, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, I have maxed this out. I have no idea if this is good, if it mm-hmm. makes sense, if this works. And the the only thing that's left to do at that point is seriously to give it some time and some space and then to revisit it. Yeah. Yeah. And I got so excited. That was a big, ah, long, passionate rant. I dig but it. Seriously. I dig it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, this is good. Well, I'm excited to see like, I wasn't sure when we got on to record, I was like, where's my energy going to go about this book? Like I said, mm-hmm. I would have been a little bit disconnected from it. And I'm I'm excited again. I think this piece too about talking about it and talking mm-hmm. about the process is keeping me energized. So yeah, yeah I love I'm, it. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. This has been an interesting month. I'm excited to see where March takes us. Because for yeah. me, March can sometimes feel a little bit long too. Mm, okay okay you know, yeah so the weather we'll, starts to shift a little yeah, bit it you does. know kinda, you're like in yeah. the depth of a semester so yeah I feel that yeah that. you know so it'll be it'll be interesting I know for one oh. that yeah because I've I've taken a break yeah so yeah I mean because because you're writing and I'm also writing and you know I have taken a break for a while like I just I've had these like health issues pop up that like writing has been like the furthest thing away from my mind Absolutely, and I'm kind of like be. you know <laughs> right yeah and I'm kind of like no I kind of want to dive back into it a little bit just yeah. to, for some sense of like normalcy. And it's just, you yeah. know, I just, I just love yeah, writing, let so. that be the rhythm that like regrounds you as you're mm-hmm. sorting through all of these things. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Oh my gosh. So Who would have thought we'd be sitting here? Well, you might have, but I'm sitting here thinking like, Oh, writing as a coping skill, you know, like writing right? as a way to manage my, <laughs> my stress about life. <laughs> Never have I ever, <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Here we most certainly are. Oh I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, we'll see where the next four weeks takes us. Yeah. See oh you back God. in March. Yeah. <laughs>